small business, $380,000 gross revenue. And last year, uh, we were a little over 3.1 million. So um, it changed It changed quite a bit um, just by really engaging our customers, having better use of data and information to manage our business and, uh, and understanding how we could effectively run our business. Um, and then of course, I know we'll touch on this a little bit, how do we then promote that business and start developing those closer ties so that um, we be really become entrenched with the local community. Welcome to Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers. Hi, this is Dan Crowley. We have a number of great owners in our peer group network, just like you, and our job is to give them a voice. Welcome to Peer Talk. Peer Tech is a proud sponsor of Peer Talk. Are your results actionable? View your industry data like never before. Gain insights, view real-time KPIs, drive growth, unlock potential. When you join PeerTech, your data drives decisions. Peer benchmarking allows you to see your data like never before. Why be satisfied with incomplete data when clear, responsive, real-time trends could be yours? Now is the time to start making insightful, data-driven decisions for your business. PeerTech, sign up now. Welcome to Peer Talk. Our guest today is Steve Mao, President of Brainerd General Rental in Baxter, Minnesota. Steve relocated from Chicago back in 2002 with his family and uh, actually was new to the industry at that time. Since he took over Brainerd General, it has grown almost tenfold. Um, he also is the current, currently nominated to become President-Elect of the American Rental Association. Welcome to Peer Talk. Today we have a very interesting topic. I love it. It's about supporting your local community. And uh, we have as our guest, Steve Mao from Brainerd General Rental up in Minnesota. Welcome, Steve. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate you having me on the show. Well, uh, this was a topic that I felt totally fit your business and who you are and what you bring to the community. So uh, I think it's great. And, um, you know, at some point we'll we'll have to... Um, you know, compare notes across the network and see what everybody else is doing. But it, it's pretty evident what you're up to up there. So I thought it would be great to have you on this, for this topic. So tell us a little bit about um, what brought you to rental, because I know you have a, a little bit of a different story um, coming into the rental industry and uh, how you found Brainerd and, and what that, that was like when you got involved. Yeah, so uh, everybody's got an interesting story to tell. Mine is uh, no different. So about 20 years ago, I was working for Dean Foods out of Chicago. And at that time, Dean was merging with another company in Dallas. And the corporate office was moving from Chicago to Dallas and uh, uh, decided that uh, my wife and three young kids and I no longer wanted to be in the corporate uh, rat race. And we're looking for an opportunity to get to someplace more rural, uh, back to Minnesota. We were both raised in Minnesota. And so we began to look at small business opportunities and just happened to run across an equipment rental business uh, for sale about two hours north of the Minneapolis-St. Paul metropolitan market up here in Brainerd. And uh, researched it a little bit, found out uh, a little bit more about rental because they had little experience or no experience with rental when we bought the business. 
and decided to move two hours north of the Twin Cities and raise at that time our six, five, and one-year-old in a community that we wanted to be a part of and be engaged in. So that was that was how I got into it, really uh, uh, with very little background or very little experience. And here we are almost 20 years later. And uh, I think it was a good choice, not only the business, not only the business, but the community as well. So yeah, so um, I might have missed that little tidbit about how, how did you end up in Brainerd, though, if you were sure market? Yeah. Yeah. So so my wife grew up in Hutchinson, which is just west of the uh, Twin Cities. And I grew up in Stillwater, which is just east of the Twin Cities. Our parents at that time were both uh, were all four of them were still alive. And in fact, they are to this day, fortunately. And you know, we wanted to be we wanted to be north of the Twin Cities. We kind of started looking at opportunities north of the Twin Cities market. And so there's there's three or four different communities that you know are sizable enough to support a small business. And uh, at that time, uh, just started looking at businesses. Everything, as you can imagine, a small business would be from you know car washes to grocery store, you know, C stores, convenience stores, uh, all kinds of small businesses. And uh, at that time, the the gentleman that had the business um, uh, had been in business for about eight years. Had Brainerd General Rental at that point. And unfortunately, he had become ill and had to sell the business. And uh, I became aware of it. And so flew up to Brainerd in a February snowstorm back in uh, 2003 and uh, started looking at started looking at the opportunity and uh, decided to make the plunge. And in April of uh, 2003, uh, excuse me, 2002, uh, bought the business and uh, and got into the rental business uh, for the first time in my life. And I was going to say, you did. Did you know much about equipment? So I, no, I always I, I always joke with my friends that uh, the first time I actually rented a piece of uh, of equipment was after I had sold my house in uh, the Chicago area, and uh, I had a uh, in ground basketball hoop that was cemented in that I had installed. And I had a, a buddy that was helping me move. He had a moving business at the time. And uh, he came down to Chicago. He and a couple of college guys of mine uh, loaded everything up in this semi-tractor trailer. And he said, hey, are you taking the basketball hoop with you? And I said, well, the thing's cemented in the ground. And he said, well, do the next owners want it? I said, well, I don't. I have no idea. I didn't even ask the question. So I asked them and they said, well, we don't want the basketball hoop. And I said, do you mind if I take it? And they said, well, what do you, isn't there going to be a big hole in the ground? I said, no, I'll, I'll jackhammer out the concrete and load it up and I'll put some black dirt in some seed and you'll have grass there in a couple of weeks. You'll never know there was a basketball hoop. And so my first rental was after I had bought my business, I went to the local rental store, which is actually now part of Rental Max in Lake Zurich, Illinois. Shout out to John Jingonat and that crew down there. But uh, that was my first rental ever. I bought it. I rented a 70 pound jackhammer, broke up the concrete, loaded the uh, basketball hoop in uh, into the tractor trailer and brought it to Minnesota. And uh, wow. that, was my first, that was my first rental experience. And uh, I've been trying to learn uh, ever since about the rental industry and found out that uh, I got really fortunate. It's, it's a really neat industry with a lot of great people and I've really enjoyed it. Very interesting. Wow, that's great. I love it. I, you know, on uh, two levels, um, I obviously, my first uh, acquisition was the Collision Center, and I never 
knew anything about cars, never did anything with it. So I had a very similar approach <laughs> on, on getting into business ownership. And then the second thing is, um, man, I need to rent a jackhammer because I have a basketball pole that will not go away and need to come down. So that'll be a great project. But of course, you know, I would never be able to accomplish it the way you did. Uh, and it would be a, a tragedy for, for everybody involved. Um, so probably won't do that. But tell us about, so you buy this place and I know exactly where I'm going to go with this question. So you buy this place and that he's operated a certain way for a long time. And, you know, obviously your whole focus is about it at some level it might be about growth at this point because you're new and you're like man if I can grow sales I get my money back quicker all that good stuff so how did you first consider creating more awareness to the marketplace about the existing business or did you and then uh, you know obviously the change of hands and the ownership how did you go about promoting that out there to the market? Yeah, good question. So, you know, in our community, um, there were three independent rental stores uh, in the in the marketplace back then, and some of the larger regional and national players were beginning to to move in. Um, shortly after I acquired the business, we did go on a pretty aggressive growth plan in terms of uh, adding staff and adding equipment. Um, in terms of you know what we were offering and the way we operated our business, the previous owner. Uh, super nice guy. Uh, by trade, he was an accountant. So number two pencil was his best friend. So it uh, um, uh, really, in terms of the way he ran the business, was he ran it well from a financial standpoint, uh, but it was not, did not uh, really have the sales that uh, I thought the potential existed. And, uh, and really, in terms of running the business, there was really no technology that was introduced into the business. So uh, in terms of getting, I mean, we wrote every hand, every contract was written by hand. At the end of the day, we recorded every contract or every transaction into a general ledger. And we did that every day, every week, rolled it up to monthly and then uh, and then quarterly and annually. And, and obviously extremely labor intensive. So um, really took our business in terms of uh, automating the business, bringing uh, software into our business so that we could analyze what worked, what didn't work. Uh, a lot of rental store operators, uh, I certainly know 19 years ago, you know, it was basically all gut feel. You know, you could, you could kind of get a sense based on what the customers were telling you, whether you should have more of it or less of it and, uh, and what equipment you should have. There was really no analytics involved in managing the business. So we aggressively pursued that, we aggressively pursued um, expanding our product offering uh, and brought in uh, a lot of aerial lifts and uh, skid loaders and excavators, uh, certainly on the rubber track loader market that exploded for us quickly. And then the other thing that we did was we aggressively uh, mined those relationships that at some level were in place, but not really explored. So going out and, and you know having lunch or breakfast, uh, or just a cup of coffee with local business owners, contractors that, uh, that maybe had done business with us, but we really didn't have a relationship in place. Um, that was important. So beginning to really have those sit down meetings and really trying to uncover what it was that drove their business, what it was that they were looking from us, how we could help them make their business better. 
from not only a product offering, but from a service standpoint, what was their expectation of us? And that really helped kind of move our business. You know, we were a $380,000 gross revenue business when I acquired it. Um, and we're in a small market, you know, our, I, I just saw the, the labor statistic numbers, uh, or census numbers here for the county that we're in is about 28,000 people for the entire county. But in the summer, um, we get a lot of people from that Minneapolis St. Paul market that come this direction. So small business, $380,000 gross revenue. And last year, uh, we were a little over 3.1 million. So, um, it changed, it changed quite a bit um, just by really engaging our customers, having better use of data and information to manage our business and, uh, and understanding how we could effectively run our business. Um, and then of course, I know we'll touch on this a little bit. How do we then promote that business and start developing those closer ties so that um, we be, really become entrenched with the local community? So. That's that's amazing. First off, but secondly, it does feel like um, you know we have different uh, personalities slash types of owners in the peer group network, and of course in their rental association. Um, you know, it seems to me that back in Illinois, you were probably not uh, a pencil pusher, um, administrative on the inside from an accounting standpoint. Maybe you were more, um, you know not transactional as much as relation relational. So is that, is that the case? Did you come from a background where you were in sales or business development or something like that? Or Yeah. Yep. So the, so the role that I had at, at Dean foods, when I left there, um, I had a couple of different roles over a, a, a number of years. I was the director of Salesforce development. So I was in a sales training capacity with Dean foods for oh, wow. a number of years. And then the last position that I had was, um, a vice president for new business development. So my my role at Dean Foods when I left there was was really out um, engaging the customers that Dean Foods had. So that at that point it was you know Walmart and Starbucks and those folks, and really trying to help the organization um, really leverage the relationships that Dean Foods had across the whole country, and that was a role that I had. So. So coming here was a um, obviously a big shift in terms of just the sheer scope of the business and and the community that I was in, but this really is is uh, really where I felt at home. Um, you know, Chicago was a great place. Our all three of our kids were born there, but uh, but my wife Maureen and I are both Minnesotans at heart, and we just love the community that we're in here now. And so getting out and, and visiting folks and talking to them about their business and trying to figure out ways that we can make sure that our business is supporting theirs um, is something that I enjoy. So I, I do feel comfortable in that environment. Um, it, it, it's amazing to hear about your growth in a relatively short period of time. And uh, the other piece to it that really stands out to me is it's not done with financial uh, commitment to marketing per se. It's more, you know, you basically have a transactional business of equipment rental or even event rental, and you've made it about relationship management and relationship sale, um, which then allows you to kind of partner more with the customer, right? So, um, and and where we're going with this, obviously, is is partnering with the community as well. So, 
you hit certain benchmarks. You you grew to a million. You grew to two million. How did your business change and shift? Obviously, we'll get to the uh, the new location. I think that happened in two thousand eighteen, maybe two thousand nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. So, okay, so, so two years. So tell years us now. about the, the path on the evolution of uh, you know getting more customers, getting more people aware of your business. Right. So we're in a, so as I mentioned, we're in a, and when I think rural, I guess I don't think like, you know, in the middle of the Thule's out in farmland, we're more, we're a lot of lakes where we're at, um, but a lot of folks still um, love the idea of, you know, working on their own projects, doing their own garden. Uh, we have, we're in Northern Minnesota, so there's deer hunting, so food plots and all that kind of stuff. But the, um, we have a lot of folks that, that like the idea of maybe their nine to five job Monday through Friday is in an office. And so the opportunity to actually get out and either work with their hands or work on the land is appealing to them. So uh, it was really important for us to, to make sure that when our customers began to look at, hey, I could maybe do this myself, where's the best place for me to get started? Or where's the best place for me to um, have that conversation about what either type of equipment I need or what that process would look like. And fortunately, you know, we've, we've got a phenomenal staff here. Our people are, are certainly the reason why our customers continue to come back. We have employees that are, you know, 21 years, 20 years, 19 years, 15 years, 14 years. Um, so it's just, it, it's, uh, it's a place where, um, fortunately, I think from a culture standpoint, our people are really uh, warm and genuine. And so our customers, um, whether it's somebody who's been in the industry, in the construction industry for their whole life, or whether somebody's trying uh, to work on a project for that very first time, it's a place where people feel comfortable having that conversation. And um, that's been important for, for me, I think just in terms of running a business and uh, I think it's important that people feel like they're part of something that's a little bit uh, bigger than themselves. And, uh, and that's really the role that we've tried to play in our community as well, is really trying to play a role that, uh, that says, you know, we're not just another, we're not just another business. We are actually invested here. So it's, it's been a really fun process. Yeah. Very, very cool. And of course that makes work fun for you too, right? So you're, you're, aligning your passions with uh, your business and, you know, yes, you're providing a tool to get the job done, but you're able to still, um, you know, in, infuse your commitment to others. So let's talk about um, business. You know, we heard say that business is a reflection of the owner. So in, in what ways do you hope that's true? And in <laughs> what ways do you hope it's not true? <laughs> uh, yeah. Great, great question. So, um, Reflection of the owner. Well, so, so personally, um, personally, I feel that the things that we have been blessed with, the things that that have allowed us to do something, certain things, like I said, we're in this community, it allows us the opportunity to have a voice in this community. Um, so we have a billboard on our we have a billboard on our property, and we dedicate one of those local panels to area nonprofits that we promote, and you. And you'll hear um, a lot of a lot of businesses is become um, very much in vogue. Um, 
uh, for a lot of different reasons that you'll hear a lot of businesses, especially a lot of startup or younger businesses, where they'll talk about their mission as part of, you know, if you purchase uh, a product from them that they'll dedicate a portion of it back to either a cause or into a community. Um, and it's really become something that our um, our younger generation, and I have a, you know, 25, 23 and 20 year old, you know, that's, they're beginning to look at that as kind of a litmus test for people that they'll do business with. Mm-hmm. And um, we have, we have had that as part of our DNA from the beginning, just because I think it's our responsibility. Um, and I, and I, and I personally, uh, when you talk about, you know, is it a reflection? Uh, personally, that's just part of my personal mission is just um, to use the, the things that we've been blessed with, the business that we've been blessed with, to really be uh, kind of a light in our community. And, and awesome. it's really been a fun way for us to en- engage the community. Um, does, do positive things come about it? Do people do business with us because of that? They may or may not. And, and quite honestly, that's not why we do it. Um, it's just, it's, it's a way for us to feel like we're continuing to be engaged in the community and to use um, the platform or the business that we have to really make this place um, better for all of us. So that's that's been a good, uh, hopefully a reflection of something that's personally important to me. Uh, and I think our business, when, when our customers engage our business, um, they experience that. Now, how, what do I, let's see, how do I think business might reflect me that, uh, that I hope it doesn't, I don't know. Um, let's see. Well, I'm certainly pretty passionate about what it is that we do. So, um, and, uh, and so, uh, I hope that's a positive thing, but certainly passion can be a, uh, a negative thing sometimes. So, um, uh, maybe that's something. I'm over I'm generous. I'm so over generous. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say I'm over generous, but the, um, no, I just, is it you know, yeah, it is a tough question. I, I'll have to think about that one some more, but it's just really, uh, um, it's really been a, it's, you know, 19, like I said, 19, 20 years ago when we yeah. were leaving the lifestyle that my wife and I had, and we were in a Chicago suburb and, and three young kids and, and to pick a place on a map uh, in Northern Minnesota and and come here to raise our kids, but also to hopefully have a business that would be sustainable, that would support our family and uh, not only our family, but the family families of our employees. Um, it's just been awesome. And it's, That's great. it's really, it's really turned out well for us. And it's just a really neat, um, it's been a really neat experience for us. So I'm, I'm feeling That's really great. Fortunate. Yeah, and and you know I want to obviously uh, pat you on the back too. Obviously, we see members come through the peer groups, and um, you know one of the things that I find very fascinating is if you play a bunch of different roles in other than just being the business owner of Brainerd, um, it doesn't necessarily hurt the business, right? So you can get a, a lot of things accomplished and. Uh, be have a huge impact on your community, have a huge impact on things outside your your business. So you know, from that perspective, I think of Brainerd, and I you know, obviously you you can you focus on community on your website, and certainly uh, we see you active in the American Rental Association. Um, but the amount of associations you participate in and and you know put time into how how do you see all of that fitting together? 
And what would be your advice to some of the younger generation, the owners that are coming in, taking over from their parents um, related to, um, you know, being out there and available to your community? Yeah, certainly. I mean, if, if you'll ever ask anybody who's, whether it's serving on a, a local board, a nonprofit, um, or the American Rental Association, or even at the, at the region level, um, more often than not, when people conclude their time of service, the first thing they'll, they'll tell you is they got more out of it than they put into it. And, and I would say that's, that would be my advice. And it's really, I know it sometimes might sound uh, hollow, but it's just really the, uh, the opportunity. Anytime I've engaged in whether it's serving on a nonprofit board locally or whether it's serving at the national level, you end up, your eyes get opened to a perspective that, uh, that our limited viewpoint doesn't typically allow in a normal day of doing business. So it really gives you a different perspective when you hear others and how they're running their business. Uh, you hear others and the, the, either the struggles or challenges or the successes that they've had, and you can begin to implement some things differently. And you can say, you know, if I, if I was in charge, you know, if I was king for a day kind of deal, what would I do? And, and really, I, so when I, when I you know, think about the, the rental store operators across the country, begin to think about, you know, as an employee, what have I enjoyed or what have I really been dissatisfied with um, that I would do it differently if I was, if I was in charge? And um, being engaged at that local level, being engaged on the national level, just gives you that perspective. And if you're continually challenging yourself to educate yourself on what's possible, that you don't always have the answers. Um, I think if we run our business with some humility, um, hopefully our business will continue to thrive because we're always looking for new ways, new ideas that we can A, take care of our people and B, grow our business. That's excellent. That's great. And you know, you're in Lakes area, um, uh, you're like, I would say mid Minnesota, um, and certainly a ton of organizations, uh, and certainly nonprofits as well as, um, associations that people can participate in, um, and communicate, uh, be in community together, uh, share with each other. What, um, give me an example. And, and again, I know we talked about humility two seconds ago, but give me an example, a uh, success story. Uh, where you were able to engage, obviously, uh, you have the billboard story. Um, has there been anything um, that would be a useful third-party story for our peer group members to hear about a way that you got involved with an association or you got involved with a nonprofit um, uh, that has been helpful to the uh, to the business? Yeah, so... Um so one of the one of the ideas I came up with a, a number of years ago was, um, you know, there's a each year nationally there's a give to the max day, you know, where you can you either do, donate to a you know a nonprofit and there's some kind of matching fund and you know obviously there's a lot of different ways uh, folks can do that. Um, so I I came up with the idea of rent to the max, and and for a week. We partner with an area nonprofit, so it's been Habitat for Humanity, it's been the Lakes Area Pregnancy Resource Center, uh, it's been a um, mental health uh, suicide awareness uh, program, 
that, that partners with our local high school. And so for that week, our staff wears the, uh, uh, you know, a t-shirt, a, a shirt, our, our attire for that week is got the logo of that business or whatever it is that they would like us to wear for that week. So we're promoting their business. Um, we have, we are matching, uh, up to $2,500. So folks that come wow. into our store are, are donating money and we're matching that dollar for dollar up to $2,500. Uh, yeah. we're doing billboards. We're doing a, a, uh, a co-op, uh, radio campaign where myself and, and the, uh, executive director of that nonprofit, we do an ad together. Um, so really kind of, uh, not, you know, there's, there's certainly opportunities and small businesses are obviously asked all the time about donating money. Yeah. Um, but in our case, this is a way for us not only to um, provide some financial uh, resources for a local uh, nonprofit that we're in support of, but really to create that awareness. And yeah. so when our, so when those, when our customers walk in the door, they begin to see, Okay, hey, what's uh, you know what's Habitat about? Why why are you guys wearing Habitat for Humanity shirts? And we begin to you know we can talk a little bit about the local restore where they take you know um, product from let's say a cabin's being remodeled and the kitchen is being torn out. Well, they take those cabinets out and assuming they're still in good shape, it goes in the restore and the restore then sells those back to the general public and those funds are used to support. Uh, local habitat build projects in our community. So we can begin to do those things that not only partner financially, but um, more than that, we can we can show that connection to our to the general public. Uh, there's a lot of awareness that comes from that. Uh, so you know our, the public sees us not only as being a business where they can rent stuff and hopefully our staff takes good care of them and they get a good product at what what would be deemed a fair price but they also see our involvement at a different level in terms of supporting those nonprofits. Cause ultimately um, there are folks that are obviously in desperate need of a lot of the services that those nonprofits provide. So it's just a fun idea that we came up with a number of years ago and we do that annually partnering with an area nonprofit where we try and create both awareness and financial resources. So, so there you have it. Rent to the max. I love it. We'll have to uh, make sure everybody steals that idea and runs it in their marketplace. So I have to ask you that that had to have won an idea contest in your peer group. Did it? Did it, did it I, <laughs> I don't remember. know if it, I don't know if it did or not. We've oh, had a lot of fun. Okay. We've got we've got a we've got a young group, and uh, it's really fun partnering with our with that uh, peer group that I'm currently involved with uh, because they see it generationally different than I do. Most of those folks our second or third generation owners, and I'm a first generation owner. So uh, we, we have a lot of fun together and uh, it's really great to see the success of the entire group. So for those of you who are wondering, it, it's kind of, especially if you're in the American Rental Association and, and you know about the Young Professionals Organization, it's like being the last guy that leaves the Young Professionals Organization. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I'm the senior one, but I'm going to like sneak around. I, I think Anthony Durani did that for years, right? At the uh, Young Professionals Organization. Shout out to Anthony from New York. But uh, anyway, um, well, we appreciate you being here. One more quick question. What do you see? Obviously, you've had almost 10 times growth in your business. Where is Brainerd heading? Like what, what, where do you see yourself 10 years from now? So think about your age. Um, what's it going to look like? Yeah. 
So, the, you know, so two years ago, you uh, alluded to it earlier, two years ago, we built a brand new facility. Uh, we're on about uh, almost five acres here. Um, obviously, the use of technology throughout our industry is going to be critical. Uh, we know there's a generation that's can, uh, been completely raised on technology, the use of smartphones and, and other technology that, that uh, will impact their buying behavior. So 10 years from now, uh, you know, I have a son, my oldest son is in the business and, uh, and actively involved in the business. So for us, 10 years from now will be that transitional ownership piece more than likely. Um, and, uh, and we'll continue to obviously be invested in our community and finding out ways we can support our customers. Like I said earlier, we're in a part of the country where, um, we have a lot of folks, uh, that are looking for. Uh, perhaps a lifestyle that's a little bit different and the ability to work remotely, whether that's educating your kids or professionally, you can work remotely. Um, we're seeing a lot of growth locally in our community that I think will be good for business. And I'm excited where we're going. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we appreciate you and having you on the show. Um, good luck with uh, the American Rail Association elections upcoming and, and all that good stuff. We uh, you've done so much for the peer executive groups. Uh, you know, we can't thank you enough for that. But uh, everybody, this is Steve Mao from Brainerd General Rental. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Peer Tech is a proud sponsor of Peer Talk. Are your results actionable? View your industry data like never before. Gain insights. View real-time KPIs. Drive growth. Unlock potential. When you join Peer Tech, your data drives decisions. Peer benchmarking allows you to see your data like never before. Why be satisfied with incomplete data when clear, responsive, real-time trends could be yours? Now is the time to start making insightful, data-driven decisions for your business. PeerTech. Sign up now. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk. 